Welcome, lovelies, to the Ultimate Dance Business Podcast. My name is Deborah Laws, the dance business expert. My passion is to help you turn your passion into profit while guiding you to work less and earn more. I'm super excited to share interviews with you that I know will inspire and motivate you in your schools, as well as my solo shows where I shall be sharing some great tips and strategies. So if you love the show, please do remember to review, subscribe and share it with your fellow dance boss friends. So let's get stuck into the business of dance. Hey, everybody. How are you? No, I mean, how are you? Like, that's my opening question today. I'd love for you to think right now, right this second, wherever you are listening or watching this podcast, if you were to give yourself like a score out of 10, what would your score be right now in terms of emotionally and in terms of your like happiness level running your school? Because it's really important that we're measuring and gauging ourselves just as, me, as much as we do our students or our team or our teachers. Like we're constantly kind of keeping our ear to the ground and listening out for unhappy customers or making sure our team are okay. But how are you and are you measuring yourself? So on a, in a scale, scale of naught to 10, where would you currently put yourself? Are you feeling like you're at a three or a four? Are you feeling like you're a nine or a 10? And you know what? The worst place you can be, and I'm going to explain why, is a, like a six or a seven. And the reason that that's at what I call the danger spot is because if you're anything below a six, you know, if you're a four or a five or a three or a two like or a one, then you're probably really struggling with something. Something is really off kilter. Something is not right for you at the moment. And you're probably really self-aware of that. You're probably going through something. You're probably working hard to get through this point. Um, and you're kind of probably taking action. So as much as it's not great being there, you're probably doing something about it. When you're uh, measuring yourself as a nine or a 10 or an eight, then things are obviously going really well and you're really happy and you're on it and you're beavering away, you're buzzing away. But when you're at that six or seven, it's like the in-between danger zone. It's like, it's not so bad that I really need to get my finger out and do something about it. But at the same time, it's not really that great. I'm not firing on all cylinders. So what is your number that you are feeling right now? And I want you to really think about that, because if I asked you this next question, what is your biggest asset in your school? A lot of people say to me, oh, my teachers, they're my biggest asset or, oh, my studio is gorgeous and I'm really lucky and that's my biggest asset or my students are my biggest asset. No, no. The answer is you. You are the biggest asset in your studio. And so it's really important that for a vast, vast majority of the time, you're firing as an eight, nine or 10 out of 10. 
Because here's the crunch point, my darlings. You can also be your biggest liability in your business. Because if you are down there at a two or a three or a four or even a five, then the chances are you're not getting out of bed with great energy every day. You're not being there for your team with the same level of care because you're busy trying to care for how you feel in yourself. Maybe you're not being brave and going, you know, going for it or taking those those new steps or doing the jobs that you don't like doing because, you know, you're just not feeling great about everything. So as much as we are our biggest asset, we can, if we're not careful, also be our biggest liability. So, I think when you start to score yourself, you start to really get a measure on how your business might be um, doing as well, because our business is a direct reflection on us and how we are showing up in our score. Now, what do we do in order to take care of ourselves first? Well, it's very different. It's very individual for all of us. But one of the things that I think is really important is that you identify above and beyond anything else, what are the things that I could change right now in my life, my personal life, as well as my business life that would lift that score up, that would take me from feeling like a five or a six up to a seven, maybe even an eight. Like, what would it look like for me to feel like that? In other words, what are the actual tangible steps that need to happen? Is it just financial worries? And if you manage to get an additional 20 students paying you every month, that would just ease the financial um, worries. And you know, you would just feel a lot happier. Or maybe you're doing too many hours and you know that actually, if you got your finger out and got someone to help you with your admin and trained them and managed to let go of some of those tasks, I know that's the hard bit, um, that would make you feel a lot happier because you hate doing all the admin, you put it off, your business feels unorganized, everything's a bit of a mess, you know what the answer is, but you're just not going and doing it. Like, what is it that would make you feel a bit happier running your school? What is that thing? Or maybe there are several things. I want you to write them all down. And I want you to really think about what the little steps are that you could take today that would start moving in the right direction. It's all about actions, my darlings. It's just about taking action. And one of the biggest problems we have is that when we feel stuck in our business, when we don't really know what to do next, when we're perhaps putting off doing something next because it needs us to be brave and it needs us to step out of our comfort zone, what do we do? Mm, That great big nasty P word, (laughs) procrastination. We procrastinate and we do nothing. We just keep going, doing the same thing every day that's not working for us. And I think it was Albert Einstein that said, you know, the biggest insanity is getting up and doing the same de- same thing every day and expecting things to get any better or expecting change. I, ca- I can't remember the exact quote. So it's really important that we know what those action steps are. 
Now, believe it or not, my whole podcast this time is not about self-care. It's actually about a different word altogether, which is reciprocity. Now, reciprocity is what happens when you give lots, you serve others, you are there for them, you run an incredible school, and you love nothing more but, but to give to people and your students, your talents, your love, your your care, your nurturing. And in fact, we become such good givers that we are very often, and I kind of hold my hands up to this a little bit, we're not very good at receiving back. Reciprocity is when we allow all our good work to come back to then reward us. And the thing is, as dance teachers, I'm thinking more you know, when we're in our teaching role now, not so much in our our studio owner role. That's what we're great at. We're teachers. Anyone that is a teacher is all about helping to facilitate the growth of others. It's about nurturing somebody's talents. It's about helping people to transform. And that's the thing that fires us up. That's what makes us get up every day. That's what puts a smile on our face. And Therefore, we become pros. We become pros at giving. But until you can become a pro at receiving, what actually happens in terms of the energy that you're putting out to the universe is what you're saying is I'm going to give all this stuff, but then I'm going to put a wall up and I don't want to receive. That feels icky. People giving back to me, me receiving lots of money in return or lots of love or lots of thanks or presents or whatever that might might look like, like, Oh, no, that's what I don't. I don't do it for that reason. And therefore, I don't want those things. What we're doing is we're shutting down the thanks from others. We're shutting down all our hard work, all the goodness our hard work does. It's meant to come back at you. When you have worked so hard building your school and it starts to earn you good money, it's meant to. That is your reward for being such wonderful givers. So I thought I would just share with you guys today the um, planners that I have produced for dance school owners, because these are flying out of Amazon like hotcakes. And if you don't have yours yet, then all you have to do is pop to Amazon and type into the search Deborah Laws and all three books will come up. So the ultimate dance business planner I designed for you so that you had a little bit of a Deborah on your desktop. (laughs) The planners are full of business training, tips, motivational quotes, Uh, things to do at the start of the month, things to do at the end of the month, ways in which you can plan out your marketing and your retention. And they are selling all over the world. So go to Amazon, grab your number one best-selling ultimate dance business planner and enjoy mapping out the growth for your studio. But if you say, no, I don't want it back, If you say, I don't want those things, that feels uncomfortable, then what happens is the universe stops giving it to you. You know, the universe will say, fine, if you don't want it, then we're going to stop any more of that coming your way. And that means we're going to stop the growth. We're going to stop those new kids coming in the door. And so you might be doing all the marketing because you want to help and you want to teach and you want to nurture more little people. 
or big people. <laughs> but if you're saying, but I don't want it on the second hand, it's a very confusing mindset to be sitting in. Now, there is an incredible little book. Um, and this little book is my favorite business book. If anybody ever asks me about it, I always say, go and buy this book. It's called The Go-Giver. So not The Go-Getter, The Go-Giver. And it's by Bob Berg and John David Mann. It's available on Amazon. Um, it's only a few quid. It's quite a thin book. You can read it in a really short period of time. But this book literally transformed everything. It taught me really how to have the mindset in business that will really take my business forward. And one of the five elements in this book is the last chapter, actually, and that's the chapter called Reciprocity. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this whole go-getter versus go-giver um, mindset. And one of the things I do pledge for all of you that listen to my podcast is that I'm always going to be honest with you. And that also includes me having to be very open and very vulnerable about my journey and how I've changed over this time. And this means I have to take myself back to times when I didn't know much about business. I'm not talking about because I'd only been running my school a little while. I'm talking about after 20 years, I, <laughs> I didn't know much about running a business. And therefore, some of my strategies, some of my methods, some of the things I did when I ran my school, I did thinking that they were the right things, thinking my heart was in the right place. But looking back now, I can, I, oh, I see so much, so much change that's happened in me. So I have to take myself to that vulnerable place where I own up and I say, hey, I wasn't great at this and I wasn't great at that. And that's, that's quite hard telling the world, <laughs> but I'm going to give you this quick little insight now. In terms of being a go-getter, I was a great go-getter. Like I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had ambition. I've always had motivation. And so I was that person that gave a lot, but it always felt like it was because I was sitting there, palm, palm open, waiting to, you know, to get back. And there's a very subtle difference between getting back and receiving back. So I never gave anything for free in my studio, like parents paid for everything. So obviously they paid for their classes, but then if I did a party, they paid to come to the party. If we did a trip to the theater, they paid for the trip to the theater and then a little bit on top for all my effort and my the hassle that it took me to arrange the trip. If we did a workshop, I paid for the person and then I gave myself some profit. Like I made people pay for absolutely everything. And I think I might have even talked about this a little bit in the past before. And it's, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you should give everything away for free. Absolutely 100% not. But what I am saying is there are times when you should just give for the pure love of giving. Because what happens otherwise is you end up building a community of people that are not very engaged. And this is what I had. I had a lot of people that didn't really buy from me. In other words, yes, they paid for their classes, they bought the uniform, but whenever I did anything else, like other events on top, money-making events, 
they they got to the stage after a few years that they were just always a bit of a flop. Like I didn't get many people sign up. Um, I struggled to get people to sign up. Um, it was it was just really hard. I couldn't understand why I gave everybody all these lovely opportunities and then nobody ever like came to them, wanted them. And what I didn't realize was that people felt like I was only interested in them for their money. So what happened was I changed my mindset from a go-getter to a go-giver. And after I changed my mindset, I began doing a few little odd free events, things that I would pay for out of my pocket. It was my gift to them for their loyalty, for their custom, for their testimonials. Um, And so I paid for a Christmas party. And I started to also go that extra mile in terms of communication and keeping them involved in the school. I started to also wow them at little touch points, little places where they maybe weren't expecting it by doing little things for nothing. For example, Mother's Day, I bought every child in the school a daffodil to be able to give to their parent on our watching week. Um, I started to do little things like... um, if we had some children moving up to a new class, we did a little fun graduation ceremony uh, where they all got a little scroll and they all got to wear a little a little gown. This was in my theatre school, like a little mini university gown. So they graduated and moved up to the next class. And we had a little award ceremony and parents had, you know, coffee and biscuits. And um, I got a photographer to come in and take some really beautiful photos. Like there was no charge for that. Whereas the old go getter Deb would have seen that as an opportunity to make some money. And this really started to change everything because I went from, you know, just one trying to to take their money all the time to appreciating them, giving back. And what happened was people started to sign up for a lot more things. People started to be more on my side, or at least that's what it felt like to me. You know, people started to be more prepared to help at the show. People started to do more for me because I was giving more to them. Slowly, I managed to change the culture in my school. And there's a fabulous Winston Churchill quote, you make a living from what you earn, but you make a life from what you give. And I absolutely love that. So I'd love you to think about, you know, what ways are there where you can just give to your school? Because these ways where you unconditionally just love on your parents and students, adding in the little wow factors that might cost you a few pence here and there, being more invested in your communication with them, a few odd events throughout the year where you're not always necessarily charging them. Like all of these things are ways that you are showing you are giving. And in return, and this is the key, this is the big thing today, you have to be ready to receive. Because what's going to happen when you become a go-giver is you're going to suddenly get lots start to come back to you. Lots of thanks, lots of gifts at Christmas, lots of lovely kind words that people are going to say. Lots more people wanting to help and and are invested in you growing your school and potentially lots more students that end up coming your way as well. So little actions for you to take today in order to be 
really open to being a go-giver, not a go-getter, and and for reciprocity. I want you to map out two ways that you will give this year via free events. And then I want you to decide on three ways in which you can add a little bit of wow to your students' experience that you don't already do. And I want you to find one way that you could build better communication systems. And with all of those ways that you're going to give unconditionally more, I promise if you open your heart and allow it to come back, you're going to start to receive a lot more. And the reason I tagged that onto the how we feel about our school and how happy we are is because the two really sync together. The more you give, the more you love, the more comes back to you, the more successful your school is, the nicer your school feels. And this is going to raise that number that we started with at the very beginning right up. It's going to get you out of that five or six or seven. And hopefully it's going to put you up there in the nine or 10. I hope there's been a few things that you've enjoyed there today. It's been lovely having you with me. Do please, if you feel open to it, if you feel like giving, pop a little review for me or rate the show. It really helps to get it out to more people so that more people can be um, open to reciprocity and feeling great happiness in their dance school. So I wanted to quickly tell you a little bit about Showtime Circus. This is run by my good friend, Jess, who has created an incredible circus bolt-on franchise for your dance school. Because aerial and circus performance skills has become a really desirable skill set for choreographers and casting directors. And so Showtime Circus offers the opportunity to buy a franchise package, which will give you all of your necessary equipment, training from experienced staff, syllabus plans, ongoing support, and business support to launch your new franchise. It will really energize your school with increased revenue streams, new student opportunities, and of course, bring all the fun of the circus to your school. So do go and visit showtimecircus.co.uk to find out what the new buzz is around circus skills.